What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Yolk Christian Podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you all for listening on Spotify, Google, Apple, wherever you may be listening. Thank you. We appreciate it. Um, our overall viewership has been going up, Coda, so it's exciting. Yeah, we have a yeah. live audience here. Yeah, we do have a live audience, so it's pretty dope. Um, but today we're going to continue our series on the book of Romans. So we've gone through the entire book so far up until Romans 7. That's what this one is about. So we're going to go over to chapter 7. Um, and if you aren't familiar with the book of Romans, it's going to, it's, it's all about the law and how we are no longer bound by the law, but rather we're under the mm-hmm. law of grace. Um, and so it's pretty neat. If you want to learn more about all that we talked about, go and watch previous podcasts. Um, but I want to preface this chapter, Codus, with the fact that we have two natures. And, and I want you to keep this in mind when we read this chapter, because it'll make it all kind of fall into place and make sense. So uh-huh. we are one body with two natures. So we have our spirit and we have our flesh. And so very two mm-hmm. distinct aspects about us. Um, but we are all one being. So it's similar to how God can kind of be three, three parts, one essence, if you will. Similarly, we are two parts, one essence or one being, um, rather we aren't an essence, we're a being. So I want to clarify that, but so let's just dive into it, bro. All right. So bro, bro, broski. Um, so in verse, um, so it starts out by saying Paul, of course, he's the author here. He's, he says that the law only applies when applicable. Um, and so what that means is it, it, uh, applicable. Yeah, it just means it's it just means it's applicable. <laughs> oh, thank you, um, thank you. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> but uh, he goes into explain this further, and he talks about a wife. He's like, look, a wife uh, cannot commit adultery when she's not married, right? Um, so he says that basically, uh, when a man and woman are married, if one uh, commits adultery, that's obviously a sin bound by the mm-hmm. law. But if the husband dies, then the wife is no longer bound by that law. So mm-hmm. he's essentially saying that um, because we are no longer bound by law, because we have now died, um, which we talked about in the, the previous chapter, how just like Christ did, we have died to our flesh. We have died to our sin. Um, we are no longer bound by the law that was, of course, Moses' law. Mm-hmm. And so we can now serve God by living in the spirit. So we died. Uh, our, we, that's the goal is, or well, let me restate this. So... Our flesh is going to continue to live. Like you and I, Codis, you see, we see each other's flesh. So our flesh yeah. is obviously still there, but that doesn't mean that it takes dominion over our body. So again, we have our, our, our body, or rather we have our flesh, and then we have our spirit. It's the two natures in our one body, um, the flesh and the spirit. And so um, before we found Christ, our flesh was alive, our body was alive, and our spirit was dead. Mm-hmm. But once we found Christ, our flesh has been made dead, and our spirit has been made alive. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the point that he's trying to make, or rather that I'm going to make to kind of further his point, is that our spirit now takes dominion over our flesh. And that's how we know when we're abusing God's grace or not, as mentioned in the previous chapter. Because he says, should we continue sinning after we become saved? No, because we don't need to abuse God's grace. And so how do we not abuse God's grace? We allow the spirit to take precedence over the flesh. So because we are no longer, longer bound by the law, we can now serve God by living in the spirit. So how do we live by the spirit? Well, he goes on to talk more about the law a little bit. He says that the law is what shows us our sin. And so I, I told you in the last podcast, Codis, I said that the purpose of the law was to show us our flaw. Ooh, mm-hmm. that, Ryan, what do, you, what do you know about that? That's, yeah. that's, that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, but the, the purpose of the law was to show us our flaw and that mm-hmm. we were in need of a savior. And so that's what the law did is it, it shows us our sin. And he goes on to talk about, and I'll explain it further in a minute, but he goes on to say that the law is perfect because it is God's law. It is God's commands. It is good. Mm-hmm. Um, there is nothing wrong with the law, but rather the sin that um, exposes the law, if you will. And let's talk about that. So he says that the law commands spiritual death, not life. Yeah. And so I want you to hang on. I'm just going to keep reading for a minute because he, okay. expi- he explains this better than I could. 
So he says the law is good, holy, and right, but sin binds us with the law. So the law is good, but what's bad about the law is that sin can manipulate the law and that sin is what binds us with the law. And so the law doesn't cause death, but because the law is good, holy, and right, right? So, mm-hmm. but the law doesn't cause death. It is sin used, or sorry, it's sin that uses the law or that binds us with the law that is bad. And so the law is good. So sin used what is good to make it bad. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just making sure. sense. Somewhat. Right. Somewhat. <laughs> so um, sin uses the law to bury us in our own condemnation. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like guilt, right? So it's, it's yeah. like when we know Conviction. that we're doing exactly when we're doing something wrong, then it's sin uses that against us. And of course, anyways, so he talks a whole lot more about that in depth where it makes more sense. If it doesn't already make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so he says that sin is what binds us, not the law. And it uses God's good or sorry, it uses God's good commands for evil. Sin does. And so the trouble isn't with the law, but rather it's with sinful humanity. Mm-hmm. And so he, this is what he says. And I, and I thought this was uh, perfectly worded. So I quoted it. He says, I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. I do what I hate. And so, Codus, we talked about it before how I said, Codus, if we know that we're sinning, yet we continue to sin, why do we do that? And we have, we, you and I have both admitted that it's because we love our sin more than we we're fear our God. We're comfortable, yeah. Exactly. We're comfortable. You're completely right. Um, and so when he said that, it was like a light bulb went off. I was like, wait a second. And so he said, I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. I do mm-hmm. what I hate. And then he goes on to say, if I know what I'm doing is wrong – Hello, shas. Is that the word I wrote? <laughs> what? Oh, okay. Shows is what I wrote. I write so sloppy when I'm doing my Bible study. It's bad. But he says, no, if, I, if I, I, I do too, man. It's pretty bad. It sucks. Um, but he says, if I know what I'm doing is wrong, it shows that the law is good, but it is the mm-hmm. sin living within me that does it. So this basically goes off of what I said in the beginning in the preface was that we have two different natures. We have our mm-hmm. spirit and we have our flesh. So he says that, what I, if I know what I'm doing, what is wrong, it shows that the law is good. So the law is good. The spirit is good, but it is the sin living within me that does it. So it's the flesh yeah. that does it, right? So that's, that's the new covenant terminology is the, the spirit and the flesh, whereas the old covenant terminology would be the law and sin. Mm-hmm. So then I want to read verses 18 specifically through 20 because he words it better than I ever could. So he says, <laughs> and I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature. Okay, if you know me, you know this sounds exactly like me. Okay, like what I'm about to say. All right. All right. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. But if I do what I don't want to do, I am not really the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. So if you know me, you know how like I, I, I speak linearly. And it's like I do what I don't. I don't want to do what I do what I don't. Yeah. Yeah, so when, when I read Makes that. Makes me like, have to like process it. Give uh-huh. me like 10, 5 business days. I'll figure right, out. right. So it makes me like, I don't know, I felt the connection with that, those two verses. Yeah. And so I'm going to reword it in such a way that uh, maybe makes more sense because I read it really fast. Um, it says, I want to do what is right, but I can't. So we, Codus, we struggle with sin, but we can't mm-hmm. overcome it. And so yeah. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I know what is good. I know what is just. I know what I should do when I see it, but yet I don't. Why do I not do it? And it goes on to say, I don't want to do what is wrong but I do it anyway. I know what, if this thing is a sin, so why am I continuing to sin? He says, Mm -hmm. but if I do what I don't want to do, so if I, if I'm doing this sin, I am not really the one doing this sin. He says, it is sin living in me that does it. 
So what the, the, again, the distinction that I made at the beginning that how we have the spirit, we have the flesh. Mm-hmm. It is not the spirit it is not us because when we are saved, we're made new creatures. That is the spirit living within us, right? God's God's spirit, the Holy spirit. Mm-hmm. So it is not us because we are that new creature. We are, you know, so we are that yeah. new creature. So it is not that that is sinning, but rather is the flesh that is sinning. I saw this quote. I was on TikTok the other day, and I, I feel like I'm going to botch the quote. But it says, why does the flesh try so hard to keep us from going to heaven? Or why does the, why does the flesh tempt us so hard? Because it's the flesh that's not going to go to heaven. It's the spirit. And so the flesh oh, is – Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've and seen so, that. I was like the flesh doesn't have – the flesh doesn't get to live eternally like the spirit does. Exactly. And so the flesh does whatever it can to mm-hmm. keep us down. Because, hey, Satan's a party pooper and he has daddy issues, you know. So, he's a sore loser too. That's yeah, right. Yeah, the sore flesh loser. is just like him. Uh-huh. Both daddy, got daddy yeah. issues. Daddy issues. That guy. And then we saw that, that video. Yeah, we saw that video where somebody's like, oh, he's the good guy. No, he just has daddy Dude, issues. Dude, that, like, blew my head. They yeah. were talking about how, like, so for the audio people that don't know, because there's some older audience that probably don't use TikTok as much, but there's <laughs> this video we saw, and this guy was talking about how Satan was actually the good guy in the Bible. Like, it was, in, it was just really dumb. Uh, like evidence, mm-hmm. I guess he was using, but yeah. it was it was something else. Yeah, I made two videos in response, and, yeah. and one I was like, "Since when did the Knight's Tale become about the dragon being good rather than the knight being good?" <laughs> and then and then I, I did in the other video. I was like, well, "Anyways, I I, I I made it a, a thought." Satan is not the good guy. That's yeah, the definitely not. So, thing. um, but that guy. Moving on from uh, from this. With that being he, said, yeah. With that being said. Uh, oh, it's been a minute since I heard that. Right. Dude, it's at school, time. there's a teacher that says that. And every time or any time anybody says with that being said, I'm like, so Jared says. Yeah, it's, I it's, should the, call perfect, him. it's the perfect segue. I should call him. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. We should do another podcast. <laughs> uh, that's funny. There it is. Yeah. Um, so, with that being said, no, for real though, but Paul goes on to talk about something. He says this is a principle of life. So, which mm-hmm. means that it's something that's bound to happen in life, a principle of life. He says, when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. Mm-hmm. That I was like, wow. When I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. And so, Codus, I'm going to put you on the spot. And I don't okay. expect you, I don't expect you to, to, uh, to know it. Cause, I do. Uh, you might. You probably do because you say it all the time. I just wonder if you'll be able to make the connection. Oh. What is a, a common saying today that equates to that? Like, What's a saying that you hear all the time today that is the exact same as what he's saying here? And I'll, I'll say what he's saying again. When I, want, when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. It's tough. So. And I'm probably asking it poorly. Pretty much. Okay, so what's he saying? He's pretty much saying, like, I want to do right, but every time I try, I do something wrong. Yep. I want to do what is right. Or whenever I want oh. to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. What's a quote? I, I don't know. Tell you me. ready? Yeah. Good intentions pave. What? You finish it. Maybe. Good Me- intent. Okay. Good intentions pave the highway to hell is what I was getting at. So you have you ever heard that saying? No. Really? I thought I've heard you say it before. No, I said that it's a highway to hell, a stairway to heaven. Oh, that's true. You have said that. Um, so yeah. <laughs> so good. In- there's a, a, a. Are you talking to another CODIS? Is that what it is? I'll get no. Kermit. <laughs> oh, Kermit was sick of him. Yeah, he's, uh, a, he's a hitman. So uh, that's the Georgia Bulldogs thing, by the way. I don't know if you knew that or not. Yeah, my uh, stepdad's a Georgia fan. Oh, uh, okay. Good. Good good man. So, uh, but anyways, <laughs> so 
when Paul says, when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I, it, essentially, we could say that he's saying good intentions pave the, the highway to hell. Yeah. And so um, maybe Down that's where the, the highway, you know. Yeah, that's a catchy song, sadly. It um, is, dude. It, it's... But yeah, I, I don't know. It just really sat with me. Mm-hmm. When I do what I is like right, that. I inevitably do what is wrong. Well, I don't like that, but like, no, yeah. Really, like this whole, like, is, is very relatable. For sure. Um, so then I, I want to read verses uh, 22 to 25 because mm-hmm. this is also incredibly profound. Okay? Mm-hmm. He says, I love God's law with all of my heart, but there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This mm-hmm. power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is de- dominated by sin and death? Thank God the answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Yeah. So you see how it is. In my mind, I really want to obey God's law. But because of my sinful nature, I am a slave to sin. Dude, this whole thing is like, <sighs> this just hit home. Because like I used <sighs> to relate to this yes. so much. Like I used to be bounded and a slave to the fear. Like, and I, and I, I hated it. I hated it. I wanted a way out. I was like, Oh, why can't like, I used to, I, this, like, Mm -hmm. this is word for word, pretty much. Like it used to be me. Like, yeah. Why, why am I stuck with this sin? Like, I don't want to do it, but like something makes like, dude, like this one is the most relatable thing ever. No. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like this is like speaking from the heart. B Fletcher. (laughs) Um, for real though, like, (laughs) This is so relatable. Like this speaks not only to me on a daily basis because everybody sins on a daily speaks basis. Speaks mountains. Speaks mountains. Okay, I kind of like that saying. Yeah, I'm um, saying, bro. But T-shirt. It, it really is though. So, what does this all mean? Because, like I said, sometimes Paul's words are difficult to understand. So, what does this all mean? It means that our mind, or rather, if you're saved, our minds want to obey God, but because of our sinful nature, because of our flesh, we are slaves to sin. Mm-hmm. So, I made a video the other day, and I'm gonna reiterate it here about the difference between living in sin and falling into sin and so when there's when i say that codis you probably understand what i'm saying because i think we talked about it a little bit before mm-hmm. when when somebody says that you're living in sin that means that you're choosing your sin over god you're valuing your sin greater than god's so mm-hmm. ultimately you're saying my will is greater than god's will because you're choosing your sin over god's will mm-hmm. and so uh example of people that choose um their sin over God all the time is, and it's a group of people is, uh, people that are homo or that it's like homosexuals. Um, it's people that engage in pornography. It is prideful individuals, all those mm-hmm. three. And there's many more are choosing their sin over God on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, and so, which I could go in and expand on all of that, but that's the thing. So that's what living in sin is. Living in sin is when you continually choose to live like to continue to uh, continually choose to engage in your sinful activity but falling into sin is when we are saved right and so when we're saved as as paul is saying mm-hmm. here we're going to continue to sin like you don't become yeah. sinless i mean for, the, the last roman or not the last yeah. one, but romans 3 even says for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of god exactly for all have sinned exactly one sec english you mm-hmm. listen to this and you're like, oh, I never sinned. That's a lie. It's a fat lie. And that's what First John chapter 1, I think it's verse yeah, 8 That's a says. sin right there, saying you that don't is. sin. Saying if lie you, if you say you are without sin, you lie mm-hmm. to yourself is what it says. And so Think of it, the heart. Beep, Fletcher. <laughs> I love that. Oh, yeah. Um, but so for real, though, so that's what falling into sin is. When you're saved, you're trying, of course, like, like we aren't perfect. God doesn't expect us to be perfect. No, Go look at the, the parable of the rich man. God knows yeah. we can't be perfect, so he doesn't expect us to be. 
Um, however, he does want us to strive to be better. Mm-hmm. So what does all this mean? Can you sin and still be saved? Well, this goes back to the two natures. Okay, so we are one body. Our body will sin. Okay, but mm-hmm. the two natures within us is where this is the distinction. We have our spirit and we have our flesh. Our flesh will continue to sin, but our spirit will be sanctified. Mm-hmm. And so our spirit is saved, and that is what does not sin, but our flesh continues to sin. And so when we let the spirit have dominion over the flesh, this is why, and, and if you're watching the video, I'm, I'm holding spirit over the top. When we allow the spirit to have dominion over the flesh, then that is when we're able to walk by the spirit. And when we're walking by the spirit, we're walking in the light. And as first John once, uh, once said, as first John chapter one says, if we walk in the light, then the blood of Jesus has cleansed all of our sin. Yes. And so we need to allow the spirit to have dominion over the flesh. So what does that mean? It means that when I feel a temptation, if I do not beat down that temptation majority of the time, I am walking by the flesh, not the spirit. But if I face a, t- a fleshly temptation and I uh, abstain from it, I push it off and I beat that temptation. If I do that majority of the time, then I'm walking by the spirit because mm-hmm. we cannot serve two masters. We talked about this in the fasting episode. You cannot yeah. serve two masters. You either serve the spirit, which is God, or you serve the flesh. I read a book about that. Good book. I encourage everyone. It's called God's at War by Kyle Eidelman ironic i've got it's a book about idols and his last name's idleman but it's a (laughs) really good book really good book called gods at war so um that is the entirety of romans chapter oh godspeed kidding no (laughs) right um does does everything i I said make sense i know i've got some questions i really like that one i like um i'm gonna read these questions because they're relevant um so uh, this one question says when we live in sin is there still hope for us so that's, what I, that's why I made the distinction between living in sin versus falling into sin. If we're saved, then we're falling into sin. But if we're allowing that, the, the flesh to have dominion over the spirit, which, again, those are the two natures within our one body. If we're allowing the flesh to have dominion over our spirit, then we are living in sin. So flesh over spirit means we're living in sin. Uh, mm-hmm. Falling into sin means that spirit over the, the, the dominion over the flesh. And then he mm-hmm. asks the second part of the question is, what should we do or how should we cry out to God? So I think that actions speak louder than words. This is just Ooh, my, my own you personal, know what? personal Speaking opinion. Of actions speak louder than words. I always keep uh-huh. this at the very back of my Bible because mm-hmm. it works with everything. So Psalms 56, 8. Tears are prayers too. Mm. They travel to God when we cannot speak. Yep. Whoa. So, <laughs> so how do did we cry out that? to God? I did. Your pen just flew up. <laughs> no, it broke. Like, oh, did it? Went all different ways. Oh, nice. Huh. So, to answer your question, how should we cry out to God? There's a, a there's numerous ways to cry out to God. One, uh, I want to make sure that you establish relationship. So, how do you establish relationship? You get into His Word every day. You can't hear God unless you know His Word. So, get into His Word. Get into the Bible. Read. Um, on top of that, another thing to do is you can pray. Prayer is two way communication. It is not just <laughs> you talking to God; it is God talking to you as well. That is why That's- Matthew chapter six says to go to a secluded place. Pray to the Father in private. Um, you do not need to have distractions. In fact, it says don't babble like the Gentiles do. So get to the point in your prayer. Um, it says go to your closet and close the door. <laughs> so like just go somewhere that is desolate as Jesus did. Um, you look at Mark chapter 1 and it says that Jesus separated himself from the disciples and he went to a desolate place um, so that he could speak to the Father in prayer. So that is what we ought to do. So how do we engage in a relationship? Then we have prayer. We isolate ourselves. Um, we are, like I said before, our actions speak louder than words. So what, what, what do we do then? Well, what, well, look at what Jesus did. He was, uh, Jesus came to serve and not be served. 
So how do you cry out to God? Well, you worship God throughout all of your actions. You, you do. It's not just worship in church. It's worship through your actions. So I want you to – I rather just listened I, to I, a sermon about this, actually. I have notes about it somewhere. Hey, but, yeah. okay. So, so add to what I'm going to say then, Coda. So what are some examples of, of worshiping outside of – Well, so there's one thing. Keep talking real quick. I need to okay. find this paper because yeah, yeah. it was really nice. So, All right, so – Yep, you got I'm, it. I found it. Take so it. in James 119, it talks about – it says, My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. So, fun fact, Jared. Did you know that Jesus was asked about 183 questions in the Bible? Okay. But he only answered three of them. And then get to this part. So, he, he was asked a lot of questions, but guess how many he asked himself? How many? 307. And why is that? Because we got to be slow to speak and quick to listen. You know, I made a video about this, actually. But yeah. this is a great way to kind of serve, I guess. Mm-hmm. Listen to people. Just listen to people in general. There was a there was an Indian chief, and he was telling his son stories and everything. And his son made a video about all the lessons he learned from his dad. Mm-hmm. But the Indian chief was always the last to listen, and or sorry, the first to speak, and always the the, the first, first to, to listen, listen and the last, and the to, last speak. to speak. He let Got everyone kind of voice their opinions, um, and he let people be heard. He was slow to speak, and I guess another way to worship, I guess, is to Walk like Christ and to not become angry because it's so easy to just get angry at people. Like it's so yeah. like someone cuts you off. Oh, why do they do this or th- do this or that? Or like mm-hmm. if someone looks at you wrong, like, oh, you, you want to tussle, buddy? Like, you know, but yeah. another way to, I guess, worship or is just walk with Christ. Walk as Christ would walk. There's just yeah. my little rant there. There's yeah. more I could add, but we're going to keep it simple for a second. No, for sure. And uh, we talked about, I think it's, uh, is it First Corinthians chapter 11 or maybe chapter 12, where it says, whatever you do, whether you, you work or whatever, yeah. do it whatever all for Whatever you do, whether God. you eat, drink, sleep, do yes. it all for God. Do it all for God. And so when I, I say your actions worship, or rather, mm-hmm. when, you're, when you ask, how do you cry out to God? And I say this, actions speak louder than words. Well, whether you eat or sleep or work, or whatever you're doing, do it all for mm-hmm. the glory of God. And if you want to know more about the will of God, look at, uh, I think it's, First the Thessalonians chapter five. Yes. <laughs> um, so, so a uh, shameless plug. Um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think it's, it's either first Thessalonians chapter five or second Thessalonians chapter five. I think it's first um, where it talks about the will of the father. And there's a lot of things that you can go and look at. Um, but how do you cry out to God? Like I said, there's tons of different ways. Um, I highly encourage you to, to do everything in the, the, the mindset of what would Jesus do? Classic yeah. phrase, but for real though, that's a very good thing. And uh, there's a, a new bracelet. It's not by the same people. In fact, I actually went to, to high school with, with the, the girl whose husband started this company. No but way. It says, yeah, it, but it says he would love first. Dude, I used um, to have one of those. But yeah. I went to a basketball game, and I lost it and never found it. I think someone uh, stole it. Well, we can get you some more. <laughs> we can get some um, Yolt ones. We need to do some more stuff with the Yolt. Once this website's up, we're about to go ham with some, some Yolt apparel. Um, so hyped. Yeah, so hyped. Um, but, yeah, so I hope that answers your question. Um, if you struggle with prayer, like I talked about, like it says, don't babble like the Gentiles do go to, <laughs> go to the room and pray, uh, in quiet. Um, mm-hmm. I really encourage you to go read Matthew chapter six. Um, that's where it explains it, uh, explains it more in depth. Cause obviously it's Jesus speaking. He knows all a lot better than I do. Um, he's go, a smart guy. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. He's got so, <laughs> um, but yeah, go and give that a read. But that is the entirety of Matthew chapter seven. So if you, if you remember anything, remember this. Remember that we are one body with two natures. We have our spirit. We have our flesh. 
allow your spirit to have dominion over your flesh and choose God and all that you do. That's, that's all you really need to remember. Um, and so, yeah, but, uh, well, if you heard that, actually, no, do you have any thoughts you want to add? Not at the moment. No. Okay. All right. So if you heard that, um, and you have heard God's grace through the words that we spoke and you realize that you need to accept that grace because it, because really God gives us the free gift of eternal life through Christ Jesus because of his grace. We are saved by grace through faith, and mm-hmm. that faith is in Jesus Christ. And so if you want to experience the true love of God, and you know that God is love, and so love is patient, love is yeah. kind, it does not boast, it is not proud, it is not rude, it rejoices when truth wins out, all those fun things. If you want to experience yeah. God, if you want to experience his love, if you want to experience love, you want to experience God, then Codus has a prayer for you. Repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Please forgive me and come into my life. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Now please help me to live the rest of this life for you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, with all that being said, thank you all for listening. We're going to continue this live, but we are going to end our podcast. But we're going to start another podcast because we got two more to record tonight. But if, uh, if you Yay. are listening, thank you all for listening. Uh, make sure you go follow all of our socials. We're a Yolt Christian Podcast. Google us if you don't know what that is or how to find it on the socials. It will pop up. Um, But uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for watching. Thank you all for your feedback. And y'all go at Godspeed.